The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. Let me tell you about who deserves a shot in the United States Heavyweight. Let's hear it. I'm the champion. I ought to know. You know, I've, I've been sizing up guys since I came to WCW. And I think the one guy that stands out the most, the guy that I think has earned the title shot, El Dandy, I think you're a heck of a wrestler. You're a great technician in the ring, and you're a jam-up guy. Whoa. I don't see any Whoa. reason. Wait a minute. El Dandy has been wrestling in, in, in the cruiserweight division here. Please. He's a great wrestler. He's a great wrestler, but thank goodness sakes, he's 50 miles. Who are you to, to, to doubt El Dandy? Because this guy's a serious professional. Well, let's talk about some serious how about, how about Hello, and welcome to the WrestleCast. I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Mo to the underscore Reese. What's going on, Mo? What's going on, dog? Um, what's going on, listeners? Um, happy holiday week. Yeah, man. Happy yeah. Thanksgiving. To, to everybody out there. Hope everybody is safe and healthy and has a great one. And speaking of great ones, we're joined by the Tribal Chief, this course, Survivor Series this weekend. So we got to have both brands representing. So welcome, yes. Jay, to the max. Even though I'll be off on Saturday. Yes. Thank you for gracing our presence and, and getting us ready for, for, for the war games. Yes, because the Tribal Chief does not have a match, so... The, his yeah, counterpart, like, his counterpart, needs a day off as well. He was like, he, he wants to enjoy the beans, greens, yams, tomatoes, ham, <laughs> all, you name. He's going to be enjoying his leftovers. <laughs> as will I. Uh, so, um, you got to, you, you, you know, we've been using Survivor Cast for a while. But you want to try to change up the, uh, the, 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 the the tag? You got something in mind? Anything that strikes you? Nah, just, I mean, SurvivorCast always worked for me. All right. Well, SurvivorCast it is. Use the hashtag SurvivorCast this Saturday night to share your commentary with color with us on this year's Survivor Series and the War Games. So like we do at this time, whenever there's a PLE, it's time for us to play. Who you got? So, Miss J to the Max, we'll let the people listening to us on the CSPN hear your voice first. As we've got Carlito taking on Santos Escobar. Tell Is this me. Carlito? first PLE in how many years? Uh, this would be his second because he was Oh, because he did the Puerto Rico. Mm-hmm. Okay, his but solo. First, yes, yes, yes. Miss, in over a decade? This is, uh, yes, this is strictly for one person and one person only. Miss Didi Jonay. Hey, Carlito. <laughs> actually, both of them fine. I'm just saying. Creep All the muscles in the ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Okay, we need to get 
Santos Escobar over with the people, but also Carlito's back. And I know Triple H don't want to waste this run. I'm going to go with Carlito. All right. Mr. Milton underscore Reese, who you got? Oh, Santos Escobar. All right. I'm going to go with Escobar, too. I think his boys are going to see the light and come help him. So is the LWO officially split in two? I only watched the highlights of, like, some of Raw and SmackDown. But I guess we'll get into it, right? Yes, it's it's definitely splintered. Mm. For the Intercontinental Continental Championship, we got the champion... Gunther taking on the Miz. So most of the underscore Reese. Who you got? Champ retains. Alright. He's going with the champ. Miss Jade's the max. It's gonna be a good match, but I'm going with the retention of the belt by the current champion. Okay. It'll be a clean sweep because I too and picking the Hang General Gunther. But yes, this has been a very, very well-built feud. Very good promo segment this past week for The Miz and Gunther. All right. Women's War Game. Oh, excuse me. Women's Championship match. Before we get to the War Game. We got Rhea Ripley defending her title against Zoe Stark. And uh, I'll lead this one off, and it's very simple. She tells us this every week. Mommy is always on top. I'm going with her every one. Miss J to the max. I love. Her. I would. I would love for Zoe Stark to win this one, but I don't think it's going to happen. This not 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 on Saturday. I'm going with Rhea Ripley. All right. And Mr. Moses underscore Reese. We can make a clean sweep because I'm going with Mommy. All right. Now it's time for the women's war games match. Bianca Belair, Charlotte Flair, Shotzi, and the man, Becky Lynch, taking on damage control, Oscar Bailey. Kari Sane and Eo Eo Sky and the match beyond. Miss J? Has the women's match always only been four on four? I'm trying to think back to the NXT versions. And I think I think at NXT, both the men's and the women's were four on four. But in any case, I'm going with um uh Becky and them. All right, you're going with Team Binky? Mm-hmm. All right. Mo, who you got? Um, I'm going with Hales. Oh, Damn, you weren't going to do that. Why? Because you know how I play this game to win. Oh, well. I was going to have a contrary pick, and this was going to be it. Um... Damn, I was going to play strategy. Now I really got to figure out who I think is going to win this match. Um, um, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Team Binky on this one. 
Okay. Don't feel strong about it, but that's what I'm going with. The main event, the men's war games. We got Cody Rhodes, Sami Zayn, Jay Uso, Seth Owens, and the returning Apex Predator, Randy Orton, taking on Damian Priest, Dominic Mysterio, Finn Balor, JD McDonough, and Drew McIntyre. Mo, who you got? Well, with the faces, Team Cody. Dame Cody. All right. Miss Jade, who you got? I'm going with Cody and them. All right. Another one for Team Cody. You want to be portrayed pick here? You could go with Dale. Oh, yeah, but I'm going with the Judgment Day. Andrew. There's my contrarian pick to try to eke out the victory here because we only going to have like I think it's one, two, three, four, five matches because the two War Games matches are going to be about an hour. Yep. 45 minutes probably for both. But it uh, should be a lot of fun. I think they that's probably the best thing they've done to Survivor Series was make it War Games because old Survivor Series was kind of getting stale. But um, match of the night that y'all are looking forward to? I'll start with you, Miss Jason Max. Of course, the women's match, the war games. All right. Mode to the Uh Both of the war games matches. Okay. All right. For myself, uh, I'm actually looking forward to the, uh, the Intercontinental title match. I want to see just how much punishment the Miz can take. Because you know Gunther going to chop the fire out of Mm-hmm. So, again, this Saturday night, use the hashtag SurvivorCast to share your commentary with color with us on this year's edition of Survivor Series featuring the War Games. So, we'll definitely be in the hashtags on Twitter, live tweeting. So, please share your commentary with color. Now we shift to the SmackDown matters that took place last week. Start off with three-way where the winning team earns a tag team title shot at the Universal Championships where the Street Profits, they got the win over the Brawling Brutes and Pretty Deadly. Ridge Holland, he was on fire and then Butch accidentally broke, kicked him. And that led to the revelation from the Street Profits. And they got the win, and they will be facing Finn Balor and Damian Priest this Friday night on SmackDown. Uh, your boy, your boy's trying to do a little something here, trying to get Bobby to go. Yep. Uh, B-Fab came up to Bobby during the match again. And they were watching the, the the match together this this week, so something's brewing there. She try to be down. Cue the brandy in the background. Dragon Lee, he got the win over Axiom with the Operation Dragon, aka the Destino. 
Axiom's Enziguri set up a super Spanish fly for a two count. But then Dragon Lee hit him with the running knee, followed by the Destino for the pin. Are they trying to uh, subconsciously bring back the cruiserweight division without telling us? I don't know. I was like, I'm, I'm God, that's what I was thinking. I was like half sleep and looking up. I was like, wait, is that Axiom? I was like, <laughs> I said, like, is that Axiom on on SmackDown? I was like, okay, all right. I hope they start doing this more. You know, stop using, you know, find uses for people on on, the, on both shows and everything instead of just using the same old people over and over again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they gotta have different. Because they really don't have the people for Dragon Lee to really wrestle like that if he's not going to be wrestling Escobar right now. Like, Escobar and Dragon Lee would be a hell of a match. But that's not the story they're telling right now. So, we got to find people in between time for you to wrestle, and those people are mostly in NXT. So, they've done a pretty good job of kind of, like you said, using those people to help build him and get him over. Oh, I wish they was doing that with my man Cameron Grimes as he was looking up at the lights once again. This time to Grayson Waller off the dingo driver because Austin Theory offered a distraction allowing Waller to hit the dingo driver and get the win. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was super short. And then main event, LA Knight Got the win over Jimmy Uso. LA Knight hits the DDT and then ability belt, ability to bat. Uh, face plants Jimmy and he gets two count. The BTF is broken up, but the second attempt connects and he gets the pin and the win over Jimmy Uso. After the match, here comes Solo. Uh, Jimmy knocks LA Knight to the floor. The Samoan spike drops LA Knight, but here comes. Cody Luther King running in <laughs> to save to keep them from further and destroying LA Knight. Cody Luther. So there's your SmackDown. Miss Jason Max, we know that you just saw bits and clips. We're about to go over the. Uh, I just watched the, the women's. I only watch women's matches and women's segments this week. Yeah, we're about to go over those backstage segments, but um, this week there's no Kevin Owens on commentary. Tragic. Tragic. Damage Control, they came out to start the show with Asuka. Bailey brags about how awesome it was to bring Asuka into the group and how powerful this team has become. She steals the nobody's ready for Asuka catchphrase, but Kari says not everyone in the ring is officially a part of damage control. Bailey looks a little worried, but Dakota Kai says it's because Asuka hasn't officially joined the team yet. Uh, then they ask her if she wants to join. She says yes, and they give her the official colors. So uh, the challenge is officially on for war games against Shotzi, Charlotte, Bianca Belair. So here comes Shotzi's tank anyway as Shotzi comes in to attack her from behind. Charlotte and Belair, they hit the ring as well, but the numbers game is too much and it catches up with them. 
After the break, Shotzi, Charlotte, and Belair, they all want revenge, but they need a fourth member. Charlotte might know someone, and Nick Aldis comes in to say he needs to know who their fourth member is going to be by the end of the night. So, Becky Lynch, or excuse me, not Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair. She's talking to Mishin, a.k.a. Mia Yim. After the break, we see that Damage Control has jumped Mishin in the back. So, it looks like they're targeting all of the uh, in-ring or in the vicinity, in the building friends that Bianca and Shotzi and Charlotte may have on hand. All right, Miss J to the Max. How do you like this build for war games with basically the, hey, we need another partner and we're going to try to find one on this show in the back tonight? Wait, I thought they had a partner. What did I miss? <laughs> well, I did the matches first and now I'm recapping. Oh. What happened. But they got Becky. At the, they didn't have her until the end. This is the beginning when they're oh, talking but, about. Wait, but Becky was on Smack. We still talking about Smack. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. No wonder I was confused. <laughs> I was like, wait, what is happening here? Yeah, okay. I knew it was. There. I knew it was going to be Ms. Ms. Lynch. Because who else would it be? Yeah, they took out everybody else, and it's like, who else on the bra roster? Yeah, they yeah. didn't make it known that you could. It needs to be a big form. star. It couldn't be Nia Jax. It couldn't be Raquel. Yeah, it's only other person it could be was Becky. Okay. Um, we recap. Santos turning on Rey Mysterio in the LWO. Then here comes Santos for his big explanation. Santos talks about the saying of never meet your heroes. And he comes from a famous wrestling family. But Rey Mysterio was always his hero. Escobar wanted the future generation to see him as the new Rey Mysterio, who became a father figure to him. Then last week, he realized that Dominic Mysterio was right all along. Escobar mm-hmm. earned the United States title shot, and he wanted to reveal the LWO. But guess who did it instead? And then Rey brought in an outsider like Carlito. Escobar says he will only apologize for not hurting Ray even more, and he hoped that he loses his leg. Damn. So here comes Selena Vega to yell at Escobar and slap him in the face. Cruz del Toro and Joaquin Wild come in, so Escobar asks whose side are they on? Then try to talk they try to talk him out of it, excuse me, and they get jumped as well. So here comes Carlito finally for the save. He doesn't snap. Yep. Carlito ain't spitting no apple in his face. <laughs> no, he hasn't been walking around with the apple this time. See, that's why he got jumped last time. He didn't have his nutrients. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, we take a look at Kevin Owens getting uh, suspended when he was filling in for commentary last week. And this week's classic SmackDown moment, clean up on all three. Ah, the good old days. They don't. They need to bring those back. <laughs> Kids today, the new, the, the the young wrestling fans will never know. <laughs> I that 
whatever eight minutes or whatever the fuck that was probably did more for Booker T's career in WWE than King Booker and all that other stuff that came after more than King Booker dude if I think more people remember this than the King like you know King Booker for the accent and just the shenanigans of it was you know memorable but I think more people would be like, if they thought about Booker T and WWE, they'd be like, oh, yeah, remember that time he got in that grocery store fight with Steve Austin? I ain't really know much about Booker T because I only watched WWE, but that's, I actually liked him because he got in that fight with Steve Austin in the grocery store. Right. <laughs> Can we get a price check? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was... Who cleaned all that up, though? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Who actually cleaned up that aisle <laughs> exactly yeah that's a that was a special moment in time for WWE right there they they was hitting on all cylinders then uh, so was it um, was it um, Shotzi who was talking to Selena Vega no do you remember? No, that was um, Binky. Okay, Binky was so she moved on to Selena Vega to see if she's available for help and then we come back from the commercial break and we see that Damage Control has jumped Selena Vega. So, they out here just putting it pulling hits on people. Selena's just trying to keep her family together and now she getting jumped too? <laughs> what is this? The Wire? Uh, we look at Solo destroying John Cena at Crown Jewel. So the bloodline is in the ring and Paul Heyman, he's honoring Solo for beating Cena at Crown Jewel. We get the tease of Cena showing up, but naturally he's not here tonight. Cena will never appear in a WWE ring again and Heyman gives him an official goodbye. Heyman counts down to Cena's run in, but there's no Cena because you'll never experience that again. And it's all because of Solo. If Cena ever Cena gotta go uh make his make a cameo in a fast ten like he didn't really die. Like I'm back. <laughs> if Cena ever does come back, he has to go after Solo because that's who Cena is, but now he can't speak. So LA Knight comes out to interrupt. So we we, we really can't see Cena. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh so LA Knight comes out to interrupt saying the bloodline is the only reason Reigns is still the champion. That's a problem, and Knight is a problem solver. L.A. Knight says he's going to take out each member of the bloodline until it's just him and Roman, and we get a mocking of Heyman, mocking Cena's theme song before Knight promises to take out Jimmy Uso later in the evening. So uh, the Carlito versus Santos Escobar match is all set for Survivor Series. Uh, running out of options, Charlotte reluctantly agrees to make the phone call to someone, and that was our last backstage. Why did they stop the battle for brand supremacy theme with Survivor Series? I like that. Uh, I don't know. I think because it's harder to manufacture the people all teaming up together who've been kind of feuding all year against each other. And just easier to just take 
the biggest feud you got on the men's and women's side and just slap them in the war games. But that's just speculation. All right, what stood out to you guys on Monday night? Oh, excuse me, not Monday night, Raw on uh, SmackDown. Got that brought up notes in front. Moted underscore. What stood out to you, sir? Um. Wow. Just how everything set up to get the um the war game women's war games match set up definitely was um stood out to me. All right, Miss Jason Max. I'm here for the women. <laughs> um Street Profits looking like they might be on They finna drop Bobby Lashley. No. No. I'd be like, no. help them win the tag team titles. I really think that the I, I, they still got to do something super heelish, but they on their way. They on their way. All right, so that transitions us into Monday Night Raw. Where? We had the big women slapping meat match. Show did. Awesome con special. Nia Jax got the win over Raquel Rodriguez. Boo. The Annihilator is countered into a powerbomb attempt. But of course, the back of Miss Rodriguez, even though she always flexing it and trying to showcase how strong it is, it gives out. And allows Nia Jax to hit the Annihilator and get the win. This was a good one. They have some good women's matches on Raw. I mean, I'm going to just say that. Even though SmackDown is the the A show. (laughs) I give Raw some credit. (laughs) You hear that, Mo? Yeah, I hear what she said. Okay, just make sure you didn't drop or anything. You got your flowers. Becky Lynch, she got the win over Zia Lee with the manhandle slam. The manhandle slam attempt is blocked, and Zia Lee manages a big spinning kick to send Becky to the outside. Um, then uh, that's when they get back in the ring, and she hits her with the manhandle slam and gets the win. Zia Lee's getting a lot of love. Yeah. yeah, I think that um, people recognize that she probably has had the most difficult time transitioning from Listen, the- she, had the short, she had the short end of the stick. Yeah, even in NXT still. She's still yeah. not up in the spot that she probably deserves to be for the amount of time she's been there. But hopefully, with her them sprinkling her on the main roster like this and bringing people down to NXT for her to wrestle. No, she's... She, no, she needed that, that oh, match with oh, Becky. She's in, oh, yeah, she's on the main roster now these days, but she's going back yeah. to NXT for right. Lyra. Valkyrie. Didn't she fight Lyra? Yeah, yeah, that's for the match tonight. But that match with Becky, that was a good match for her. Mm-hmm. That was good. Yeah, yeah. That's what they lead up with her. This with her 
you know, with the kicks and everything. So mm-hmm. they um, leave with that. Gargano, he got the win over Ludwig Kaiser as a Death Valley driver connects Uh-oh. on Gargano. Uh-oh. I'm not in trouble. What? Ludwig Kaiser in trouble. He oh. lost. <laughs> here comes, here comes uh, Giovanni Vinci to distract Kaiser, the distractionless Gargano, hit the one final beat for the pin. So they're back to teasing these two breaking up again. Because, yeah, because you can't have Imperium on the main roster. Gunther being pushed as a just a legit badass. And, you know, you got Dewey Kaiser and Giovanni Vinci just playing the background. They can be his heavies. They could be. They could be, but. You know what we didn't talk about? On the what? My bad. I'm, just, I'm I'm about to put us on a detour. We didn't talk about them flutes. Flute. The Flute. awesome, wonderful world of Andre 3000 and his flute. Man, I loved it. I was doing oh, my yeah, pre-race work, work mobility work to it. It was perfect. Yeah, if you got just some time where you just want some downtime and to Relax your mind and your body. Put that joint on. Turn your lights down low. Get a good beverage. Just listen to that. Right. But my bad. I'm sorry. That was some dark matte content I meant to bring up with you and it just popped into my head. Because of that uh, whatever just burst into the sound barrier on the show. Yeah, thanks be Marshall. It's the sound barrier, bro. <laughs> um we're trying to get a women's uh, tag team division, y'all. Cause it's about time. We got Tegan Knox and Natalia going up against Caden Carter and Katana Chance. Little team sunshine. Taking on Maxine Dupree and Ivy now taking on Indy Hartwell and Candice LeRae as we've got a four-way women's tag team matchup to determine who gets the next tag team title match against Piper Niven and Chelsea Green. Now they need to get these women tag teams like some names, like not just if they're gonna be a tag team, like legit. They need to have a tag team name. Like you got the Street Profits, the Usos, the New Day, Viking Raiders. The ladies need names too. You're right. You're right. Yeah. We'll be working on the ladies, the ladies was definitely showing out on um in this match. Mm-hmm. Um Caden called a post on Instagram. She was like, We don't need no titles to um to show like we should say we don't need no titles to show that we winners or something like that. Mm-hmm. She was just like, um her and um Casey will keep pushing it forward because They've been tag teaming for like since NXT, and they've been putting it putting their work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this it's been a lot of fun, kind of watching the progression of some of these NXT people come to Triple H's main roster and 
him trying to get the people familiar with them enough before he does something big with them, you know? Uh-huh. Seems like that's his kind of game plan. Like, I don't want to just bring him in and do something big with him and nobody really be familiar with him. I'd rather have him come in, let the people get familiar with them, and then once they kind of get a flavor of them, then do something big. But um, Ivy Nile and Maxine Dupree, they work together to hit a double suplex onto Tegan Knox. Maxine goes up for the high cross body, but Tegan Knox rolls through when it connects, and she pins Maxine. So Natalia and Tegan Knox are going to be facing uh, the women's tag team champions next week. And you see when she was sitting there. Um, it's time to take the them both off them too. She was in the caterpillar and Chelsea Green was definitely popping. <laughs> Do you think Maxine Dupree is good? She um or, or, your, or is she like so green that anything that she can do well is good? She has potential. I'll say that. Right. I'll give her that. She has potential. Shinsuke Nakamura. He got the win over Chad Gable via roll-up. Gable has to stop himself from going into an exposed turnbuckle, allow Nakamura to just roll him up for the pin. Not much to add there, right? Nah, but anyone is well. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that part. We'll, I'll, we'll talk about that. We got Drew McIntyre getting the win yeah. over Jay Uso to earn his team the advantage in the War Games match. Drew won with the Future Shock. Claymore is cut off by a super kick to give Jay Uso a two count, but McIntyre is back with the future shock for the clean pin in the middle. After the match, Judgment Day comes in for the beatdown. But Cody Rose and company come in with chairs to clear the ring. Cody gets the mic and says, they'll have a fifth member. If someone Cody has a legacy with, and no, they're not praying. Because they have the Apex Predator. Y'all see Jay's face when they say Randy. Oh, you, oh okay, Jay. I was, <laughs> I, was about, I was ready to point it out because he was looking like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> did, did the uh, Bloodline, they beat up Randy Orton too, they right? Did, yeah. Right. That's they one, beat up everybody. That's he one like, more oh, notch on the gut. Like, Damn oh, it. He said, somebody else, I got it. I got it. Uh, um, got it. I got, I, got, I got a piece up with. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. But no, you, you forgot what he was like. He said, oh, he was like, he said, these people, um, he said, these people are right. You all, you all hear voices or something like that. Well, you all hear voices or something like that. And he slammed the mic down. And that's the thing he's cut it off. Shout out to Miss Ash. She was like, it's going to be LA night or something. She was like, <laughs> she better throw her phone. For real. Because you've been anticipating, patiently waiting for oh so long. Right. For Rand- Randy. You don't have to worry about him babysitting. I know one thing. If I was Randy Orton, you want me to come back at what match? 
I see. <laughs> right. Like, bro, I've just been <laughs> off for almost a year with a back injury, and now you want me to do what? Like, I can't ease back into this? <laughs> right. He wasn't even on Raw. He was still thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I was like, man, that's a that's a weird spot for somebody to just come off an injury to come back from, like, getting you know, like, yeah, like, you know what? Here's, here's your creative. You come back and survive a series war games. And Randy Pipe was like, you gotta be kidding me. <laughs> you know, he's probably thinking any match other than war games. But that was the matches for Monday Night Raw. So now we'll move into the promos and the backstage segments. So Drew starts us off. He's saying that he isn't Dominic Mysterio, so the people's gonna they're gonna listen to him. No one is more upset about what he did last week than he is, and if you turned on him, you were never a fan in the first place, and he didn't care about you. Last week he looked Jay Uso in the face and then laid him out, which is more than Jay ever did to him. Yeah, Cody was caught in the crossfire, but Cody brought Jay to Raw. McIntyre rants about Clash at the Castle again before clarifying that he has not joined Judgment Day, but he'll team with them at War Games. Drew McIntyre need to let that hurt go. <laughs> Those wounds are hard to close up. Like, bro, right. you just wasn't good enough that day, you know? Yeah, creative wasn't in your, wasn't in your, um, wasn't in exactly. your, um, exactly. wasn't in your you need to take that <laughs> up with Vince McMahon. Just saying. No, oh, man. Because I definitely don't see him going down to SmackDown confronting Roman Reigns if we being real. <laughs> well, he had a chance to, um, to confront Roman, and what happened? Solo made his appearance in the Kabashi next. Well, he needed to take that up with Solo and Roman. Jay has turned a corner and turned over a new leaf. He is a new man. <laughs> but I think it's funny how he had red hair on Raw. I mean, on SmackDown, now he has blue hair on Raw. Anybody else notice that? No, just me? Okay. Rhea. He's having an identity crisis. <laughs> uh, Drew McIntyre says, Rhea Ripley, she promised him Jay Uso in a cage, and here comes Jay to interrupt. Jay says, McIntyre needs to let it go, but here's Judgment Day to back things up. See? <laughs> See? Jay agrees with me. Let that hurt go, man. He sound like a bit of niggas. Like, <laughs> let it go. Who hurt you? Seth. Cody and Sammy, they all come out to even up the size, but here comes Adam Pierce that says, This isn't war games. And that's on Saturday. Adam Pierce is a fun police. He says, If anyone throws the first punch, their team automatically loses the advantage match. Pierce says, Cody and company need to find a fifth member tonight, and by nine o'clock, they need to decide on their participants in the uh, War Games Survivor, I mean, War Games Advantage match. So whoever's going to get the uh, extra man advantage. To come back from break, Damian Priest and Rhea Ripley, they chat about Drew McIntyre being added to the team. Priest likes to move, but she should have consulted with him because he's the leader going into War Games. Ripley gets that, and they seem cool. Priest also thinks he should be in the advantage match, but Rhea Ripley says they should wait until uh, Drew McIntyre gets there, and that works for Priest. 
video on Zia Lee. The Judgment Day now with Drew McIntyre. They have another chat about the advantage match. McIntyre and Damian Priest don't see eye to eye. But Priest eventually relents. Priest tells McIntyre to go show his worth. We look at how the women's war games match was set up. So we got a recap of that. Now we got Cody Rhodes and company aren't sure who should face Drew, but Jey Uso wants to hurt him most and he gets the match. With that out of the way, they still need a fifth member. And apparently SmackDown guys are not off limits, so Cody has an old friend that he can call as well. Ludwig Kaiser and Giovanni Vinci, they argue in the back, but Kaiser telling him to stay here while Kaiser takes care of Gargano. Get a video package on Zoe Stark. Then we see earlier in the day a bunch of teams argued over the next women's tag team title match. So that's where that four-way contenders match spawned from. Chelsea Green is going to call Nick Aldis about this. She's going to call Adam Pierce and tell him I said hi. Rhea Ripley and Dominic Mysterio. They run into Shanna Baszler and Zoe Stark sitting in the Judgment Day's clubhouse. Stark loves all of the decorations, especially the women's title. Uh, Rhea Ripley kind of respects the guts it takes to do this, but a beating is coming at Survivor Series nonetheless. All right, so what y'all think about them breaking into the uh, the Judgment Day layer? Hey, he's going I like a little espionage. <laughs> uh, we've got Gunther who isn't pleased with um, Ludwig and thinks that maybe he should have put Giovanni Vinci in charge instead he should have said Ludwig Kaiser to the gallows <laughs> um, now a bunch of the men are arguing over who should get the next tag team title shot so Adam Pierce makes tag team turmoil for next week Kira Tozawa comes in for some comedy, but the team's gone. Nick Alt just pops up and says he needs to talk with Adam Pierce. Mm. Mm. Uh, yeah, there's going to be something of room between two. So here's the Miz coming out for his promo about Gunther. Miz has been called the underdog, and here's Gunther to interrupt. Gunther doesn't like him and doesn't think anything of the Miz, but the Miz talks about the past Intercontinental Champions he loved as a kid. Randy Savage, Shawn Michaels, Rick Rude, Bret Hart. He worked out and tried for 20 years to become what they were because they're memorable and not a one-note robot like Gunther. Gunther says Miz, will, Miz says he'll do whatever it takes to survive and win because that is what he does. He is tired of the disrespect and is ready to be a lesson into Gunter. And that sounds good to Gunter. Um, but he sees it differently. Miz was a fan who got made fun of because he loved wrestling. So he tried to get into the business. Then other wrestlers bullied him because he doesn't belong in the sport. Instead, he be- he belongs behind the barricade with the other weirdos like these people. So crowd chant USA was Gunther Mops before saying Miz hasn't been bullied enough. Gunther gets in his face and tells Mike to stand up for himself. So Miz slugs away and he gets hit with the big boot. Gunther mocks him with the title. 
So Miz hits him with a low blow. Hits the skull crushing finale. And Adam, excuse me, Adam Cole. Michael Cole yells, do it for all those weirdos, Miz. Miz with a, and Gunther with the money promo right here. Gold. Yeah, that's one of the best ones that Miz has put down. That's definitely the best Gunther promo. Seth Rollins gives Jey Uso a pep talk. Ivar Valhalla want revenge on Bronson Reed next week. Damian Priest tells Drew McIntyre not to blow it. And Bronson Reed is in for the match next week because Ivar is a cosplayer instead of a true warrior. We get a rundown of the Survivor Series matches. We get a video on the construction and rules of the war games. Sami Zayn says he couldn't find anyone from SmackDown, but Cody Rhodes' friend answers the phone and he's in. His partners are all thrilled. And that is how we ended the talking and backstage part of Monday Night Raw. So, they found a man, Randy Orton, the Judgment Day, and Drew McIntyre. Randy, Randy. Randy tired of being at home, being a family man. You need to get out the house. That's why he he, he came back for war games. He's like, I'm in the house with all these kids. I got to go. Yeah. I feel you, man. Um, A lot of dialogue in this edition of Raw. But it uh, looks like uh, Kaiser and Vinci. Looks like they might not be... Uh, they might not be together too much longer. They got a big right. riff brewing between those two. Um, I really like the way that they've been building up Street Profits. I wish this match for the titles could have been on the pay-per-view, but I understand why it's on this week's uh, SmackDown Matters. I'm just interested to see where they go and uh, what it looks like for them in the future, so. Well, all right, at this point, Miss Jason Max, I'm gonna let you give us your shout outs and thank yous because the time limit is almost upon us. You know, you know, because I'm in the bed. I actually went to bed at seven o'clock on Saturday. No, Monday, Sunday, Sunday. Went to bed at 7 p.m. My friend said, how are you going to go to bed before the evening news comes on? <laughs> and I slept gloriously. In any case, shout out to Mo and Don. Thanks for having your tribal chief this on, as always. To our whole Rasslecast crew, everybody that listens, looking forward to tweeting with you all on Saturday. Oh, wait, no, I'm going to be off on Saturday because Roman is off too. So. <laughs> I'll watch the replay on Sunday. All right. Well, thank you once again, Ms. Jason Max, for joining us here on this edition of the WrestleCast, helping us preview the Survivor Series and always sharing your commentary with color with us. So we will talk to you next week. And uh, Yes, you will. Happy Indigenous Peoples Day to you all as well. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye. Adios.
All right. At this time, let me turn it over to Mr. Mo to the underscore Reese for the Mo Meltzer news segment. All right. Um. So. SmackDown last week ran against Collision. Oh, yeah. I heard. And SmackDown had 2 million, 2.2 million. And Collision had 270,000 viewers. Mm. That's a big difference, you know. And Rampage that came right on, right on after Collision had 280,000. Mm, so the two of them combined, that's still a big gap. Right. I wonder what AEW's going to do to try to bridge that. You can't say that the WWE had like more than the, the, the Calvary to do this. <laughs> It's a regular Friday show. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, what's the excuse this time, right? Right. Yeah, so um, also hopefully don't want to send me one to, oh, send, me, send me knows that SmackDown ends on FS1 this um, Friday. I, I don't, uh, hopefully we'll get that uh, over to her, yes, because uh, she will be showing up on Friday with her. Ariana, means I'm where's my wrestling? Yeah, her arms folded and her feet tapping, talking about where's her wrestling. What's on um, Fox this week on Friday? Oh, football, Black Friday? Yeah. College football? No, yeah, college football's on, but mm-hmm. regular football, NFL will come on like in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, it's going to be a lot of football in general this weekend. Starting Thursday all the way through Monday. Um, what else? Shaka Smart, you about to go after a kid? <laughs> That one's gotten a fight in this Kansas uh, Marquette game. Uh-oh. One of the Kansas kids was um, mouthing off a shack of smart, and he went ballistic, bro. So also, they say that, um, and they say that, that the word on the street is they think that MJF quietly resigned with um, eight. Mm, he might have. He don't seem as hostile, and we haven't heard much about it in the last few months. You think that's a good business decision for him? I mean, Tony probably, you know, guaranteed him, you know, he stay on top. He, you know, gets a nice pay out of it. You know, hey, go work. Mm. Might just come down to does he want to do all the dates? Because I mean, it's not what it used to be, but it's still AEW. Right. 
is interested in stardom. Stardom. Julia. Um, yeah, Julia. And it's like, they keep saying that the, the, talks are, the talks are intense and talks are there for her to come over. You know, but I guess she... I don't know what the issue is, but... Yeah, that's a very uh, interesting situation right there. Um, what do you think about do you think it was smart for them to let Will Ospreay announce that he had signed with AEW but still like um, two months away from being like full time yeah because he had that blessing from New Japan and you know it was interesting in seeing you know everything just you know play out Right. Yes. Anytime they bet New Japan might need them, they'll be able to go back. Yeah, because you know, they, as of now, the two companies do have a working relationship. So, and by all accounts, looks like Will wants to not burn that bridge on the way out. I mean, it's like I say, it's it's smart. You know, he said he got to finish up his dates and everything. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's just like like you want him to see him being used the proper way, and for him to you know actually be a legit champion. All right. Yeah, I think that's a lot of the. Um, you know, it's kind of like I was talking about another dark match. You know what I'm saying? Booking is kind of like coaching. You got to put the guy in the right spot to be successful for him or her. Um, and, you know, if you got subpar booking, you know, you got to have A-plus talent to, to overcome it, you know? Like L.A. Knight, he had subpar booking for a minute. We almost lost him. Almost lost him. I almost got fired. Almost doesn't count. Yeah. But he always had the A-plus talent, so he overcame it. Now, I don't know if Cameron Grimes has the A-plus talent to overcome it, but I hope that he can find some some way to, to accomplish that. Um, 
if you can think of some classic Survivor Series, I know you said you were watching some uh, earlier. I know you like to go back and watch some classic stuff leading into these PLEs. Is there anything that sticks out to you uh, about a Survivor Series? Uh, one of the ones you watched recently or just one that's a, a memory from way back? Did you hear me? No, I hear you. Oh, I said, did you have like a, a, a Survivor Series memory or a special or a Survivor Series like that stood out to you when you think about it? Because I know you like to go back and watch the old PLEs and stuff. Um, I didn't take his first Survivor Series was a, was a good one. Yeah, he debuted at Survivor Series, right? Yeah. And um, Roddy Piper calls him. Look at the ham. Look at that ham hot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it was just like Survivor Series was definitely just you know. I'll just say like my first, the first RAW I went to in two thousand six, and we had the go home show for. The um, Survivor Series was in Philly that year. Mm-hmm. You know, that was, a, that was a memorable one for me because, you know, got the, you know, that was my first for all, and it was like the first of many for me. Um, so, I think when I think about the Survivor Series, uh, it ain't really necessarily a match per se or anything like that. Maybe um, I want to say. Wasn't it the Deadly Game? Wasn't that Survivor Series where Rock became Corporate Rock and got the title from Mick Foley? I think that was Survivor Series. I think that was Deadly Game. Um, that one, but really the old school, just the um, promos with all the, the five-man teams. Hogan, yes. You know, Hogan's Heroes and the different names and stuff. The, yeah, the five-man team. That was what I was really like about and now they kind of moved away from that. They go like war games and everything. I'm mm-hmm. like, kind of like taking away the appeal what Survivor Series was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely changed from the original concept of what we grew up with, with the you know, basically you know, elimination match, ten man elimination match. But it was getting kind of stale. So they needed to shake it up some kind of way. And I think that War Games is a good, that's been a, received very well as far as the shake up. Yeah. So, so apparently WWE um, did the Orton announcement the way they did was, um, I guess they wanted to, to the fans are like, they wanted to see Fans of Chicago want CM Punk, and they're like, CM Punk's not coming back. So they did, they did this announcement just to kind of just say, hey, you know, CM Punk's not coming back because Randy Orton's here. <laughs> we tried, y'all. Oh, we, oh, we tried to get CM Punk, but the best we could do was Randy Orton. 
Yeah, so that's why they did that. They was just like, they was like, yeah. It was like, yeah, we, we know where we're going to be in Chicago. Um, you can be mad, but. You know what I'm saying? Scratch your ass, get glad, all that good stuff. What you got for a main event for me? Um, that's what I'm looking for. You know that the um the the Iron Claw producers wanted to promote the film with the WWE with the WWE within like you know WWE within, within, within. okay. You think they'll do it? Man, it would have been happening. The movie came out in December. It would have been starting doing that. All right, right. You saw now. Oh wait, what you say? I was gonna say you saw they did that thing with the Big Twelve. For the yeah, yeah. That's what I said. I had said Julie Drew about like they got their hand in many pots, and she said they they were risk running the risk of being, you know, um, over um, like. Overwhelming. I was like, nah. They gonna make that money. They gonna send somebody out to the to that game. To be the you know ambassador, so to speak. Mm-hmm. All right. Main event time. Um, we have Apollo Cruz versus Miles Boyd. And Joe Coffee versus Von Wagner. Hmm. You know, that's not a bad lineup, actually. I like both of those matches. I like to see uh, Von Wagner and Joe Coffee go at it. I like Joe Coffee. Joe Coffee's good. Mm hmm. I mean, I, I, I could, you know, kind of do without Von Wagner, but, you know. He takes, sure about, right? he takes a good ass with him. Yeah. Um, but is there anything else? That's all you got? Yeah, I'm just scrolling and then I don't see that now that's you know really grabbing my attention. All right, well, I guess that's a good place to wrap it up then. Yeah. All right, so again, we got Survivor Series this Saturday, y'all. So use the hashtag Survivor. To share your commentary with color with us, we will be there live in the live tweets on Twitter. So please come out like y'all always do. Show out because it's war games and my best Stephen Regal impersonation. So, Mr. Mo to the underscore Reese, sir, please give the people shout outs and thank yous. Uh, shout out to you, Don. Shout out to Jay for the run in. Shout out to Simi. Terry's boy, Amwar, uh, Julie Julie, Mademoiselle, Queen Malmendi, Mademoiselle, I didn't say Mademoiselle, uh, Miss um, V, um, Miss Ash, 
um, our spaces crew, Khaled, Ren, um, Black uh, Marvel, Black Holland. Like Marvel trying to be funny and not acknowledge that his team lost. <laughs> He's talking about the Lakers and everything else, huh? Right. That's it. Oh, oh, wait a minute. One more thing. I um, want to dedicate this episode to my man Ty Digger. You know, rest in peace. Um, he um, um, had, had a show on the um, network, Rock Salad Radio Show. Um, he had um, battling with cancer, and um, he passed over the weekend. So I just want to you know send dedicate this to him. Send my condolences and love to his family, friends. Um, fans, um, you know, just, you know, you meet people um, and, like, tweet-ups and stuff like that. You never know that they will be, you know, you know, you never know, you know, where that journey might end. And, you know, just great, just, you know, just talking to him, laughing. You know, he always had his um, views on, you know, everything, you know, from from TV to music to politics, one of the ones you can just like I just like listening to. If I understand something, he can break it down and everything. So, you know, rest in peace and time. And that's it for me. All right. Well, yes, yes, yes. We definitely echoed in those sentiments uh, on my side here uh, for Mr. Ty Digger, man. Rest in peace to him. Uh, condolences to all his family, friends. And uh, please go back and uh, listen to him on some archives episodes of the Rock Solid Radio. Um, and just remember his spirit and remember his, like you said, his opinions and, and his thoughts and and the time and the effort that he gave putting into those podcasts. So they're still here on the CSPN. And again, uh, rest in peace to him. Um, shout out to Mr. Moses underscore Reese. Shout out to Miss Jates the Match for joining me here once again on the WrestleCast. Shout out to Miss Simmy. Shout out to Sam. Shout out to Greg. Shout out to Miss Didi Jonay. Shout out to Mel, because Mel always gets shout outs. Shout out to the chairman, Mr. Yes. Classic Interior. Uh, shout out to the ladies over at the Forever Young cast. Shout out to all the members of the globe, the gorgeous ladies of the WrestleCast. Greatly appreciate you guys and all your support. Uh, like Mo said, I uh, hope everybody has a great holiday coming up. Uh, with their family, friends. Uh, please enjoy it. Be safe. We hope to see everybody back here next week as we get to talk about review Survivor Series. Um, remember to give us five stars, rate and review us. Remember to pay the five up on the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash CSPN Media. Get the extra content in exchange for your $5 a month and you'll hear all the pre-show banter that we have before we record these podcasts between myself, Mota and Reese, Miss Simmy, Miss Jade's the Max, and whoever else is on these calls. A lot of random conversations, so please check that out. Um, you can find us on the web, cspn.us. You can also find us through any podcast catch app catcher, excuse me. Um, 
just search for the WrestleCast dash the CSPN and subscribe to the logo with the new day holding the WrestleCast sign. Again, the hashtag for this Saturday night is hashtag SurvivorCast. And for my co-host, Mo to the underscore Reese and Miss J to the Max, I'm your host, Don DeLorente. Please stay tuned for the parting promo. Here we are, 20 years later, and things haven't changed. You still do not belong in this sport. You still do not belong in my ring. The only place you belong is behind that guarding rail over there with all those other weirdos that are just like you. Come on! Yeah. 